Welcome back, everyone, to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. We are up to episode 145, Multiple Bid Situations. As we continue to roll through March continue our discussion on a variety of topics to prepare us for the real estate market that's just a few weeks away. Today, we are talking about everything you need to consider as a buyer or seller if you find yourself in a multiple bid situation. My name is Lou Lombardi. Now, here is your real estate expert at multiple bid situations and a bunch of other stuff, Mr. Jason Wilcox. Mr. Lombardi, welcome back. All is well with you, I'm presuming? All is well. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good day. <laughs> it is. It is a good day. We are getting to mid-March uh, by the time this podcast episode drops. Uh, I don't think we'll be involved totally with it. I think uh, we'll probably be one week away from March Madness, or as I like to call it, my favorite time of the year. Are you a March Madness fan? No. Sir? No. 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 No, love it, love it, love it, love it. I um, I actually, <laughs> I actually used to joke. So you know, Mar- March Madness, you've got the uh, what is it, the 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 second round, uh, the third round, the Sweet Sixteen, and then the Elite Eight. Um, so eight days all together. Um, I love March Madness. I love doing brackets. I love getting into uh bracket pools with other different groups, and I run my own bracket pool and things like that. I can I can say that now legally because we're in Pennsylvania and gambling is legal in the state of Pennsylvania. So I believe I can legally say that on air now. Okay. Correct? I have no <laughs> idea. I don't even no, don't know. Don't get involved with it. Don't know anything about it. I'm not a big, you know. Into that sort of thing, so yeah. But with all with all uh, with all those uh, nights of games, um, it ends up being approximately eight nights, uh, eight crazy nights of games. So I joke that NCAA March Madness is my Hanukkah <laughs> okay. because, it's, because it's eight crazy nights of of just games and upsets, and I just have a blast. And what's funny is because of my schedule, I don't get to watch a whole lot of college basketball throughout the rest of the year, so I have a hard time keeping up with it. But I just love the March Madness; it's just so much fun. Well, I love cool. it. I well, love it. Cool. So. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I figured it's it's great to talk about something like that, because speaking of craziness, that is a great segue into the craziness that is multiple bid situations. I'm not going to lie, Lou, this is a very interesting topic for us to talk about today, because I don't know if there this is like this episode is like the mystical episode to me, because I could have sworn we have done like several episodes on multiple bid situations. Every time I go back and I look through my previous show notes, I can't find anything on it. I swear. I swear to the Lord above. We have I, done well, several we've episodes. Talked, we've talked about when, whenever we've talked about financial situations, we have touched upon the multiple bid situation. It was a like a uh, a talking point on yeah. some other podcasts, I believe. But I could have swore we did an actual episode on on multiple bids and I can't find it anywhere. So this this one, I don't want to say it haunts me, but it's just like it bugs me to know. And I was like, I guess where we talked about this. So I guess we could say successfully for everyone. Uh, this is a new topic of conversation for everyone. If 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 we can't find the episode where we talked about it last time, then it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. So exactly. It doesn't exist as a first time for everything. So, all right. So we're going to dive right into it. So today we're talking everything multiple bid situation wise. Um, it's something that has been very prevalent in the real estate market probably in the last 
you know, two to three years. And very simple, um, what a multiple bid situation is, is when you have a house and you have more than one buyer that wants to place an offer on the home at the exact same time. That's the key phrase, at the exact same time. If somebody presents an offer on Tuesday and they go back and forth and they negotiate and they just can't come to any type of, you know, agreement by Friday. Okay. Buyer walks, seller walks, no one can come to an agreement. They spent three days trying to go back and forth. They just couldn't do it. And then all of a sudden, two days later on Sunday, another buyer comes along and makes an offer. That's not a multiple bid situation. Okay. That is, you had one offer. It We tried to negotiate it. It didn't work out. They walked away. So then another buyer came along. It has to be more than one person at the exact same time. Mm. Um, and that is something we have seen more and more of over the years with the inventory shortage. And um, it's something that's worth discussing because um, it's still somewhat prevalent to today. So that's what a multiple bid situation is. More than one person at the exact same time submitting an offer on the same property and the seller essentially has more than one offer they can choose from. And it's like they get the pick of the litter at that point when they have more than one offer on the table. So what's the most important thing to consider when it comes to making an offer during a multiple bid situation? What is the, what is your piece of advice? So I, I really have two pieces of advice. The okay. first one is for buyers. Buyers, you need to make an offer that if you don't get the offer, you don't go, oh, I wish I would have offered this. Okay. No, you need to leave it out all on the table. You need to put, we, we when we call multiple bid situations, we actually call it highest and best due by, and then there's a due date, but highest and best. What is your highest offer? What is your best offer? It needs to be out all on the table. You don't hold anything back because you don't get a second chance. Hmm. You're not going to negotiate in a multiple bid situation. So you've got to put it all out on the line because they're not looking to negotiate. They're looking to see what your best offer is and they'll pick one from there. Okay. Now, on the flip side, you have to make an offer where you don't get so crazy that if it does get accepted, you go, oh, no, now I have to pay this. If you offer 50000 over asking price and you waive the appraisal contingency and you get accepted, you cannot be upset that you offered 50000 uh, over asking price and waive the appraisal contingency. It's just as simple as that. You've got to make sure that uh, that you are careful with what you offer and that if it does get accepted, um, you're willing to pay it because you agreed to it. So that is the uh, advice I have for buyers. For sellers... All else considered equal, most buyers are probably going to take the highest offer in terms of the most money. However, it is imperative that just like the buyer is making their highest and best offer, you need to make sure that you are looking at the highest and best. Because believe it or not, shockingly, the most amount of money may not always be the best offer. Right. You need to look at terms and conditions because there are other terms and conditions that could make an offer a little more appetizing, even if it isn't the most amount of money. You know, is it cash? 
Did they waive contingencies? Are they offering a quick close date? Do you like the lender that you're that they're using? Maybe they're using the lender you used when you bought the house and you really like that lender because you know they're good and they get the job done. You have to look at it all. Hand money. We've talked about hand money to death. You know, if if one buyer's putting a thousand dollars down, you know, for hand money and the other buyer's putting twenty five thousand dollars hand money down, who do you think is the more serious buyer? So sellers, make sure that you are looking at all facets of the offer, not just the price. And then if all else being relatively equal, then you might consider the highest offer. Right. There, yeah. Not all highest offers are created equally is what we're sort of saying. There's, there's, there's other things you want to, you know, absolutely. Um, and how many other offers are there on this property? Yes. So this is going to be for the buyers. You need to find out how many offers are on the property. My general experience has been that, by the way, I guess I should have let off with this. Okay. Multiple, when I was descri describing what multiple bids is, multiple bids is more than one. <laughs> so just to clarify the air on that one, and I and I say that in all sincerity because I've had times where buyers have been one of two offers, and I've had times where they've been one of 33. So it can be anywhere from two, five, eight, you know, 10, 12, 27, 33, 42. Okay. It could be any number. You have to find out how many offers are on the table because as the buyer, that's how you're going to craft your offer. If you're one of two or three offers, you know, you might get lucky and, you know, not have to go too much over asking price. Um, you know, you might be able to get, get away with going in at asking price or maybe going a little bit above, you know, maybe five or 10 grand. You know, if there are 35 offers on the table, chances are it was significantly underpriced. And that winner is probably going to be going 25, $50, $75,000 over asking price. Hmm. Um, it just depends on how many offers. Here's, here's what I tell buyers all the time. Um, I never, ever, ever want a buyer to make an offer that they're not comfortable with. If you're not comfortable waiving inspections, don't waive inspections. If you are not comfortable waiving appraisal, don't waive an appraisal. Because that's the other thing with the multiple bid situation. You have to make an offer that you're happy with. You know, if if you're just trying to get your offer accepted, you know, so you waive all the contingencies, but then you're really upset that you waived all the contingencies. I don't want you to do that. You may lose out, but I would rather have you lose out making the offer you wanted than being put into a situation where you're not that comfortable with because you had to waive the inspections or whatever. But you want to find out uh, how many other offers are on the table because um, I have been in scenarios um, over the last couple of years where if we're one of two or three or four offers, chances are my buyer's offer as it stands is usually going to be pretty solid. Yeah, we might have a, have to go a few dollars over asking price. But a lot of times if they're getting financing, if, you know, they're putting reasonable hand money down, if they want inspections, it's still good. Yeah. If it's 50, 75,000 over asking price, um, chances are it's probably going to be a cash offer waiving all the contingencies, most likely, most likely. But that's why it's important to find out how many other offers are on the table, because that'll kind of give you a sense of how far you're need you're going to need to go um, in terms of, you know, what things you're willing to you know, take off or remove, you know, like I said, how far above asking price are you going to go? And at the end of the day, again, 
we're only going to offer what you're comfortable offering, but it's good to just have an idea as to how many offers are going up and how you might have to tailor your offer. Does that make sense, Lou? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I guess there's a there's a deadline for these multiple bid situations. How does that work? Yes. Sorry, I just realized I have a note there. I got to go back to one more thing Uh-oh. on the find out how uh-uh. many off, find out how many uh, offers are on the table. Uh, this is where this is where I just want to real briefly explain buyers. You have to understand the hierarchy of offers. Um, you have to understand that cash is better than lending. Um, and then if you're getting financing, conventional beats FHA beats. UVA slash USDA. Um, so you have to understand that if you're going up against cash offers, it could be tough to beat out a cash offer. You know, if you're FHA, it might be tough to beat out a conventional loan. Um, you also have to realize that the more offers are on the table, if you choose to keep your inspections on the table, if you choose to keep your um your appraisal contingency on the table um if you choose to ask for a home warranty those are all things that we can offer the more and more offers that come on the table the more likely the least pathway of resistance to closing is what's going to win again cash waiving contingencies not asking for a bunch of like home warranties or things like that and i am so sorry if you are uh if you are a sale and settlement person meaning you have to sell your current home in order to buy this home in a multiple bid situation, you're probably going to the bottom of the pile. You're probably going to the bottom of the pile. So just know that um, if you're a sales settlement contingency, if you're an FHA or a VA loan, you, I'm not saying never. I'm not saying never. I'm just saying you may have a tough time competing um, in a multiple bid situation because, again, all else considered equal, the seller is going to most likely go with the 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 uh, the highest offer. So just find out where you're at in the hierarchy of offers and talk to talk to me, talk to your realtor. They'll be able to tell you kind of where the hierarchy is. So okay, all right, makes makes total sense. Now let's uh, so so there is a deadline though. Yes, yes. When there's a multiple bid situation, there's going to be a deadline. Um, depending on when the first two set of offers came in, because here's the thing, you can't. The hardest part about being a realtor in a multiple bid situation is that you start finding out, oh, this person wants to make an offer. This one person wants to make an offer. This one wants to make an offer. Great. You can't legally call a multiple bid situation, though, in until you get at least two offers. So maybe if showings start Saturday, but like the first two don't even come in until Saturday night, well, now you can finally call a multiple bid situation once you have the two in and you could talk to your seller and you can set um the deadline my very first thing that i want to know is when is that deadline here's what i will do personally 100% of the time if i show a house friday afternoon and my buyers love it and they go we want to make an offer great i call up the agent i say hey my buyer wants to make an offer they say great we're anticipating a multiple bid situation um as soon as we have the offers in hand, we'll let you know when the deadline is. Later Friday night, I check the MLS. Deadline says it's Sunday at 7 p.m. All okay. offers are due Sunday at 7 p.m. It is Friday. You know what I'm telling my buyer? Friday night, have a good night, get some sleep. We'll talk tomorrow. Okay. Me personally, if I have a deadline, 
I use it. I am not going to force my buyer to make a decision Friday night if I have until Sunday night. I'm going to let them sleep on it. I'm going to let them talk about it for 24 hours. And then maybe Saturday night, we're going to have a conversation of, okay, this is what we're thinking about offering. I'm going to put it out, things like that. And I'm going to send it for signature. And I'm going to tell them, sleep on it again. Because once the once the deadline has been set, it can't be changed. Right. So I'm going to tell the, the, the buyers, I'll send it out Saturday night, sign it Sunday morning for me. I'm going to use every last possible minute that I can because I want buyers to be able to sleep on it, think on it, if they choose to pray and meditate on it, uh, pray or meditate on it, and just really give it as much thought so that they're putting the offer in with their mind and not their heart, and they truly, genuinely feel comfortable with their offer they're making. If I've got the time, I'm going to use it because if my buyers feel like they're making a smart offer based on thinking about it, discussing it, praying and meditating, then regardless of the outcome, they're going to feel like they at least put what they felt was the best offer forward. And if it was meant to be, it was meant to be. And if it wasn't, it, that's okay too. Uh, but find out when the deadline is, because at least for my clients, we're going to use every last minute that we can to our advantage. Okay. Good advice. Now uh, you're going to give your uh, sort of state of the union. <laughs> yes. About multiple bid situations as it applies to where we are right now with the spring yes. market quickly approaching. <laughs> yes. So I should start. I, I promise everyone here, State of the Union, they freak out. I promise this is not going to be a 97 uh, minute spiel. Is that what the last State of the Union was? I haven't watched the State of the Union in years. So no I, I know they're long. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the simple um, <clears throat> discussion is this uh, we're kind of in a unique situation right now with the, the inventory and the market. Um, you know, towards the latter half of 2022, at least for my buyers and sellers, um, multiple bid situations were starting to kind of go by the wayside. Interest rates had gone up. Some buyers were kind of sitting on the sideline waiting for interest rates to come down. And if something was priced the right way, it was getting sold quickly. It was maybe getting sold within one to two weeks. Um, but otherwise, if it was priced appropriately, we we weren't kind of really seeing many multiple bid situations. Still seen a few, um, but um, if it was reasonably be priced, we were getting a buyer. They were making an offer, getting their inspections, getting their appraisal. We were kind of seeing some return to normalcy and a return to kind of some balance. Um, in the last probably month and a half, two months since we rounded the corner to 2023. Um, I think people are making peace with the fact that the interest rates have rised. I think people are making peace with the fact that even though interest rates aren't two and a half and 3%, 6% is not horrid. You know, we can go back to the eighties when they were, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18%. So 6% is not horrid. Um, we're also seeing that people realize they can refinance in a couple of years if the interest rate drops back down. Okay. And so we are seeing some buyers coming back, you know, off the sidelines and starting to look and starting to make offers where inventory is up a little bit, but it's still not where it should be. And so that's kind of where we're at. Inventory is coming up a little bit, but the buyer uh, pool is starting to come back. And what we're starting to see is we're starting to see a little bit of a return. Now, I'm happy to report that on my end, other than maybe one or two rare exceptions, we're not seeing the crazy, like, you know, 30 bids, 
75,000 over asking price, you know, waiving all the contingencies, <laughs> right. cash, you know, we max out our 401k, but we are seeing a return of, you know, maybe two, three, four offers, maybe having to go five, $10,000 over asking price, maybe having to get a little bit of creativity with our offers, you know, maybe not asking for that home warranty, but still getting our inspections, still getting our appraisal contingencies. So we're seeing a little bit of it. So if you see a little bit of it return, don't get too worried. Don't get too upset. I will say this much though. If you have a house you like and you were serious about buying buyers, one way to avoid the multiple bid situation is for lack of a better phrase, I'm sorry, you know, don't piss around. It's the easiest way. If you go see it on day one and you like it, make the offer. Make the offer because if it sells within one to two weeks and maybe you get in there first day or two, maybe you get lucky and you get an offer in before too many people get in. But with each passing day, there's a better chance of someone coming out to see the home and making an offer. So if you like it, make an offer get it in quickly. Maybe you get lucky and you avoid a multiple bid situation. Maybe, I don't know. It just depends. Sellers, as I always say, just don't get greedy. You know, look at the terms but and the, and the, and the price tag, but also look at the conditions. You know, look at, you know, what makes the most reasonable sense because sometimes, and I've had buyers do this or sellers do this before, sometimes that offer that's maybe three or $5,000 less, but they're waiving contingencies or they're doing inspections for informational purposes only, you know, they're, they're, you know, um, they're willing to cover the difference on an appraisal uh, or they're offering a quick close. Sometimes that's better than getting every last dime out of it because if someone's offering more money, but they're getting a home inspection, doesn't mean that something isn't going to come up on a home inspection that they're going to want to try to negotiate down or worse they get the home inspection, they get cold feet and they walk away and then you're back to square one. Cause you got to go back out into the market. Yeah. So don't be greedy. Just use a level head and trust your um, your your real estate advisor. Um, his name should be Jason Wilcox. Uh, <laughs> trust him that he will guide you through this process. Um, you know, with a level head. So, yeah. All right. Uh, great stuff. Anything you want to add before we wrap up for today, Jason? No, I think that I think the the, the state of the union kind of serves as my uh, <laughs> okay. as my final thoughts. So, um, if you have any additional questions about multiple bid situations, just reach out to me. We can talk a little bit more in depth. Um, especially if you want to get more information about kind of the hierarchy and where you stand. Um, if you want to talk about that in depth, give me a call and I'll be happy to talk with you about it. I'll All let right. you know where you personally stand. Excellent. And uh, in how you do that is by reaching out to Jason at four one two. Six five one four six three eight. You may call or text at that number, or you may email Jason at Jason Wilcox at PittsburghMoves.com. All right, excellent uh, series here on the spring market. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We will be back next week with an exciting real estate topic for you. In the meantime, have a great week, and we'll catch you all on the next really real real estate podcast.